cheeky little bounce. Oh, well done. Runs towards goal. It's a chance. It's as good as you'll ever see. Oh, well done, Sauce. Hey, you like Pez? Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce and I uh, didn't think he was going to show up this week after he was really confident in his uh, pussycats last week. But uh, the Saints got the chocolates, the Saints are playing finals footy and the Cats, after winning the Premiership last season, Sauce, are uh, out of it. Of course I'd be here, Pez. You know, it's only two weeks away from the NFL season because AFL's done for me because there's, there's the, the, <laughs> the Cats are done. Uh, and, uh, you know, I am looking forward against the Saints versus Titans in the week one of the NFL, uh, which is two weeks away, mate, actually. So, um, Don't, I'm not worried about the uh, <laughs> NFL. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, no, of course. New Orleans and Tennessee, is it? Are you correct? I'm getting better. Look at you go. No, no, you know, we are an AFL pod and despite the Pussycats uh, having... <laughs> Jesus, almost a worse game than the Western Bulldogs had uh, against the West Coast Eagles. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll always show up, Pez, because this podcast is about making profit. And uh, like last week, like every other week, we just keep rolling, ro- rolling along and making profit uh, on the AFL. Yeah, well, uh, it's been... Uh been pretty good. I think my... Pretty good. Hang on. Hang on. Let's, not, let's, <laughs> let's talk this up, Pez. This is, you know, the Saints season is our podcast betting stats. They've had a great season. They've overachieved. But I guess we haven't overachieved because we're We've expected. underachieved at the moment. We've underachieved. Uh, 100, 120 plus units in uh, last season, which was 2022. And this season we sit uh, as a combined total of 113.46 units in profit. So that's just in the profit there source. So uh, last round, round 23, I profited 2.16 units, went two out of three of my bets. And for the season, I've profited 37.44 units. That's really cute, mate. Uh, for the for last week, I went five out of six, and the the only reason I missed one realistically is because you sort of uh, tied my hands up and made me bet on the pussycats, don't, despite don't me not <laughs> not really wanting that. to. And the uh, most confident you've ever been. You ha- hardly bet on the pussycats this season, and I, I was doing you I, and exactly really right. Good. And I hadn't I hadn't actually bet that one, and you you forced my hand in that one. But you know what, Pez? I'm a good punter, and I'm up that many units. It won't matter. Uh, even despite that terrible bet that you made me do, I still profited six point four nine units, which brings, ter- brings, <laughs> brings my total to to 76 units for the year pairs are huge huge an ROI of 41% just just smashing it over here yeah well quality you've got uh, a little bit to go to my 2022 season but uh We'll see how you go there. I, I profited a bit, so uh, see you if you profited can... it off one. We don't do the cheeky anymore, mate. That's dead. That's see, it. See if you could do that. Um, it was interesting you say that I baited you into the Geelong bet. You <laughs> <It> really did. <laughs> was it during the third quarter? You're like, nah, pussy cats are on here. It's <laughs> half time. Your young ruckman, whoever it was, I was like, Ron Marshall is giving this guy an absolute bath, and you were like, nah, watch him coming for a big second half. Halfway through the third, you messaged me like. Yeah, not, e- not even halfway through the third, and I didn't even message you that it was dead. I just started listing off all of Geelong's shit ruckmen. We, we listed oh, geez, that was a fun <laughs> game. Trent West, <laughs> bloody Dawson Simpson, I didn't Nathan think Vardy. Tr- I didn't think of Trent West until like four days later because I was just tr- still trying to think of. Uh, oh, we, we still got we still got no twelve good. names deep of Geelong's shit ruckmen, but the Saints, uh, you know, would have been amazing to be at the game pairs. The, the Saints crowd was absolutely rocking. The uh, the, the Mason Wood tra- uh, tra- chant going around the ground. He deserves it. Wow. That, <laughs> that just shows you the calibre of the St Kilda supporters there and how desperate and how surprised they were that they were actually making finals. But Well, we've got to be able to cheer for something as a St Kilda supporter and uh, go from there. But speaking of finals, that's that's the big thing because things were happening. Uh, Saturday night was the, the main one where uh, Sydney were up by, I think, 32 points at three-quarter time against the Adelaide Crows. Adelaide came roaring back. They absolutely dominated the most dominant quarter of footy without kicking it on the scoreboard I've ever seen. Ben Key snaps it from the boundary line and the goal umpire, no review, just goes, yep, confidence, I'm confident. Baby confidence. It hit the padding, he said. When it did. It did. I watched the replay, Pez. When he's behind the padding. <laughs> and we've got all these different angles. We've got the arc angles up on Twitter and everyone's like, what in the world is going on? Possibly cost Adelaide a chance to play finals. It's, it's, it's incredible, Pez, because we speak about this so often, but it... it how can they get this so wrong? How can how can, there, last how, can how can there be no soft review for a for a point? Like there's there's no option for why are they not reviewing that stuff all, all the time? Like he was but she was so confident he or she was was so confident. Um, and the best part about that is that Ben Keys was celebrating finger wagging on the side, and they had the wide angle, and, and the, the balls the balls gone up the other side. And well, I I can't remember if it was Jake Lloyd, but for some reason I'm thinking of Jake Lloyd doing this. 
grabs the ball, and as soon as he realises, he plays on and ki- and kicks it out the other way when Adelaide are celebrating Celebrate on the other boundary. Outside. And it's like one of the smartest moves you can ever do because if it if it plays on or if the bounce happens after a goal, yeah, yeah, they can't exactly change it right, even yeah. if they see it. As soon so, as the ball's back in, that's very very clever. Very because clever. it was a behind, I think what the goal umpire needed to do is just go. You know what? This is an important stage of the game. Let's do it. You watched uh, when did Essendon play against GWS? When, when Essendon, they, didn't, they didn't play. Essendon were hundred points down, and they spent thirty seconds on a goal review, like, and and they wouldn't do well, it. They did, they did it in the Geelong game, Geelong St Kilda game, and that like the last quarter, and it was dead. And it was dead. Like yeah, just yeah. just make it make the call. If the game can't be won, just make the call. It doesn't matter if it's wrong in the end. And for that game though. Adelaide needed to win and then beat West Coast this week. And they would have been a good chance to actually play finals because they've got a really healthy percentage. So the AFL absolutely uh, shunned the Crows and the Crows supporters would be very disappointed. Um, but how do they fix it, Pez? Like, you know, like I know that we talk about how the AFL doesn't have a great um, review system. I, I don't want to see ever a, a captain's review being chucked in. I don't want to see that in AFL. But, like, maybe is it, like, the VRA, VAR technology in soccer where there's a soft review after every goal and that then out of nowhere. As well. I don't, li- I don't like that. Fan, but um, I mean, I don't like it where they sort of bring it back, uh, you know, like a minute later, the whistle yeah. goes and they have to go time it there's again. There's been a minute of play. Like, footy, the siren would too have quick gone. for that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like basketball. The NBA one, the coaches review, I hate that. Like... I don't. I don't want to be seeing a captain out there, or even cricket. I don't like seeing the. the it's twenty twenty three. Just get it right. There needs to be some goal line technology where you've got ball tracking like the VR in soccer, so you can see if the ball was over the line and and things like that. But get some high eight K cameras. Don't be showing me nineteen ninety three Sega seriously. Sega Mega Drive. We spoke about it last week. Seriously, Piers. The Atari on with the joystick. I'll stand on one goalpost with my iPhone. You stand on the other, and we'll we'll have an incredible angle. And you, you'll be able to zoom in at high quality as well. But we, but even even when they reviewed it, like the, the the images that they show, they're like, oh look, it's a gap, and it's like it's pixelated as as, as anything. Why why you've got blokes in the crowd or uh, even women in the crowd filming yeah. the thing, and when they post it online. It's a better view than what the AFL review. Do you remember? Do you remember the one a couple of years ago? There, there was um, the guy was kicking it from. Um, he was kicking it from the boundary, and there's a guy behind recording, and they they call it a goal. But you look at his angle, and, Went over and the it post. goes over the post. Over it's the clearly right post, a point. Yeah. That's better angle than than what they had in this modern era. So there's like, so many cameras around the ground, and every ground that they play AFL at, they've got to spend the money. They've got to get some form of technology. They're saying they're introducing like stuff inside the footy with ball tracking and stuff like you spend the money AFL you make enough of it and get the job done because you can't have teams missing out because of that and a lot of teams needed that result as well to go their way definitely and it just there's the fixturing issue already where teams don't play each other only once or play each other Mm -hmm. twice there's already that where the AFL are in control of that and uh this is just another aspect of an unfair competition, so yeah. it's not so, good. So, so we just spoke about how the umpires sort of borderline, and the AFL with its you know lackluster technology has cost uh, Adelaide their final. So let's talk about two two teams that had their fate in their own hands and absolutely buffed it up. Uh, let's talk first about the Essendon, and I know we're hard on the Essendon fans, but seriously, all you need to do is compete. You haven't played, you haven't won a final in twenty years. You, you, you've got an opportunity just to compete. I'm not, I'm not expecting you to win. But, but but compete. And to, to them to go down like the way they did to a team that was narrowly above them by 120 points is disgusting. And I know, I know we have a lot of band on this show about the Essendon fans, Pez, but as any AFL supporter, if your team put that piss-poor performance out on the ground with finals on the line, well, what, what what can you think as a fan? That, that's heart-wrenching. You, you wouldn't have been too disappointed, I'd say, as an Essendon fan, if you're a realistic Essendon fan, to lose that game by five or six goals. Like yeah, if you yeah, put yeah, the exactly effort in right. and, and did that, you're like that's expected, that's fine. But you can't just lose by 100. You can't give and up. If GWS kept going, that could have been like 150 if they just kept the kept the accelerator down. So, but the fact is, like after that after that first quarter, okay, you, 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 they ju- got the jump on you. Let's hit the reset button. No reset. It got worse. And then after half time, they might as well not even come out. It was it was it was, a, it was disgusting. It really was. Yeah. And then it hit 100, and then Essendon decided, you know what? We might kick a couple of goals and we'll get it under 100 and then it'll go back out. Like, that's no good. The other team which really surprised me was the Western Bulldogs because West Coast actually played really well. Jamie Cripps up forward kicking five goals. And they moved the ball out of the Bulldogs' defence with some some speed and with some risk-taking 
which actually came off in, in certain cases. And the Bulldogs just couldn't get it down the other end and, and do what they needed to do. They got the lead in the third quarter and then West Coast actually came again, which was really impressive from a team that was going to have the worst season ever and will probably go down as one of the worst seasons ever. Yeah. But they moved to 17th on the ladder after that and nearly gift North Melbourne Harley Reid. Not nearly. There's no chance North Melbourne win, no matter what. They're, they're not going to beat the Gold Coast? They, they, their list decisions, if they if they win that game, North Melbourne, who have won the wooden spoon the last three seasons and four out of the last six seasons have finished with a number one or you know top two pick, if they give away this absolutely God-gifted talent in Harley Reid, who's a Victorian... To the West Coast, he's already sort of been murmurs that he didn't want to go to West Coast. North Melbourne should just fold because they've been gifted an absolute nugget here and they just need to just strategically get belted by the Gold Coast in Tassie to lock this up. But see, if if Hawthorne beat Fremantle where Hawthorne can't go up, then the Gold Coast, if they win against North Melbourne as well, They'll go above and they'll get one less or one worse pick. But, but that's well. what I mean. North so Melbourne, North Melbourne have to be so smart here because West Coast, yes, they want the number one pick, but but obviously he's a Victorian boy. So there was there was already murmurs about him going home, especially with the Horn Francis stuff last year that happened. You don't want to see that happen. With all these Gold Coast academies come down, the second pit actually goes to about the fourth pick, which works out for them because they can get a, I think one of the South Australian or the, or the Western Australian boys. Perfect for them. And also a good talent. I think that's why West Coast didn't really care if they yeah. won because they knew there was a lot of talk that Harley Reid didn't want to go there. He made that public. It's win-win And they're them. like, we're just going to get the second pick. Yeah. We'll probably take the same player we would have taken with the exactly first pick right. anyway. And we don't get criticised. Yeah, so. It's clever. But, but the Western Bulldogs, I mean, for them... They had St Kilda and Geelong playing each other. All they had to do was win, and they lock up. They lock up their finals basically. The the funny thing is, after all the talk this week, the Bulldogs are still likely. Well, they could make the finals. All yeah. they need to do is beat Geelong, who Geelong have sent everyone in for surgery this week. Yeah. So they have to beat Geelong, and then Carlton need to beat the Giants in the last game of the round, and the Bulldogs topple them, and they they get in the eight. Incredible stuff, and and funny things can happen in the last round, Pez, and it's something that we're going to talk about. Our bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxie. Do you want, do you want some as well? And I, What's with I said, number? Pez is that keen to, to talk uh, about the finals that he's interrupting our, you know, one of the staples of the show there, Pez. That goes back to the Cheeky Punt Pod days, the, oh, that, one that of, intro. One of the greatest intros you'd, you'd ever see um, or you'd ever hear. You'd ever hear. We'd see it now with, with the TikTok. Make sure you jump on there. <laughs> yeah, but j- jump on there. Haven't uh, posted in a couple of weeks, but that's all right because uh, everything's there on uh, on X. It's on. It's on. Twitter. It's just on Twitter. On, on Twitter, all uh, our tracking at there. behind the bound, all, all tracking for the entire season, so you can see what's happening. And if you're you're an avid punter and you're not just a you know, I'll click on this video once and watch it. And if the if one bet loses, I'm out. You've got to track everything as it goes. And if you're you're a decent punter, you will track your bets, you track your wins, you track your losses, and you say a profit. Like sometimes when you speak to someone that's not a punter and you speak about the podcast and you say, yeah, we're up. 113 units like yeah but how much have you lost i'm like no that takes into consideration like the money we put down this is the money we've (laughs) received back like (laughs) 113 units like they just don't seem to comprehend so uh yeah a a stellar season we're continuing to go here um and round 24 i'm not liking it for a number of reasons here source there's Lots of different motivation factors heading into the final round because your position on the ladder can change. If you're out of contention already for the finals, um, what's your you know mindset going in? What players are retiring and what players are you trying to send off with a, with a W as well? So lots of things we'll speak about in each and every game. Finals are really funny, Pez. Uh, like, as you said, there's a range of different circumstances and there's a lot of different strategy that you can go into it. The last couple of weeks, we've, we've been speaking about how how important coming into finals are and form and the different scenarios. But the last round, especially over the last seven years with this inclusion of the buy in the last round, it's changed a range of things. So there's no a lot of teams aren't resting anymore coming into it, those finals teams. This season's quite unique because there's only about three games that really can change the, the final shape up. Uh, not like last year where... 
Collingwood needed to, uh, sorry, Carlton needed to win the last round to secure their spot. So it'll be very interesting to hear your theory and how you're approaching this round. And I think it's something that punters, punters have to be really careful about because sports bet doesn't adjust realistically. They don't adjust for all these extra things that we're going to talk about. So you have to have a little bit of nous about the, the your footy, about what's going on, and have some sort of theory or trend or, or something that you're looking for approaching finals. Yeah, well, you, you if you were looking at it during the week, you would have seen at the end of round 23, like on the Sunday or the Monday, a lot of the odds have been crunched uh, coming into now. And even when I put one of my bets down uh, this afternoon, because I usually like to wait to the podcast recording day, it's been crunched in again oh, even yeah. further because teams come out and more information comes out. So it's very, very interesting, but we'll, we'll get into that um, through each and every game. And it starts off with a, a massive clash. And will the Bombers fans show up is what I want to know because Essendon take on Collingwood at the MCG. Understandable if Essendon fans don't turn up after last week and they've uh, hung up their boots and worried about next year. But Essendon do take on Collingwood. The AFL would have expected this to be two teams fighting for, for finals and not expected Essendon for their uh, terrible performance last week. But 4.90 outsiders of the Bombers, $1.17 favourites are the Pies. Minus 30.5 is the line. Over under, 173.5. Pez? Essendon, I mean, let's talk about Collingwood. Collingwood, they, 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 they take this win surely and secure a top spot. Well, they're going to have to because their form hasn't been amazing coming in. They've lost three out of four uh, of their games and they need to go into the finals with winning form. If they lose this game and Brisbane beat St Kilda on Saturday night, Brisbane take top spot, they take the minor premiership and they take everything away from Collingwood that Collingwood worked so hard for early on in the year. Now, the other factor is Collingwood were in a position to be able to, you know, rest some players or um, have some injuries and things like that, which they have had. But Jordan Dugowie comes back in this week. Bobby Hill will come back in. Bro McCreary will serve his one-week suspension for that sling tackle. And Essendon, they they can't make it. So mathematically, if they win by, what, 500-and-something points and something else happens, they're not going to make the finals. Uh, can they, you know, knock Collingwood out of top spot and have some bragging rights? Essendon, they've they've gotten rid of their players as well. They've sent him players to uh, surgery as well, and uh, I think it's a must win for Collingwood. But a dollar seventeen, you saw him at a dollar twenty earlier in the week. They're just it's not worth backing. I think the line's way too high at minus twenty nine and a half. And then if you're looking at over under source, this is this is the other thing. Are Collingwood going to work on their defensive structure? Are they going to try and do that? Or are they going to move into finals and they're just going to go into a free-flowing game and, and not show other teams anything else? I, I can't pick it, so I'm going to have no bet. I'm going to steer away from this one. Even with things like uh, the people that love to do same-game multis, as we say, don't do same-game multi without promo, but even with disposals and things, you, you're going to look in the whole round for players to be subbed out early. Yeah, uh, and and rested. So one of the and you might see some weird rotations as well. Players resting forwards, so. time on the ground, yeah. uh, center bounce attendances, uh, e- everything like that. So uh, this is a complete stay away from from me. But watching to see how many actual actual fans show up, and if it's just mostly the the pie supporters here. Yeah, it's a real shame that Essen really dropped the sack last week because you know you could have Collingwood, who over the last month have ranked bottom four in a range of different categories, including you know specifically a lot of the defensive markers there, but as well as offense and clearances and you know um, uh, you know score off stoppages, which they've been so strong earlier in the year. Essendon, you know, there's, there's no reason for the win this. As you said, a lot of players have either retired, send off to surgery. They're packing up. They're looking forward to next season. To me, that there's two angles this round. Uh, I'm really going to be focusing on the top four teams. So for me, over the last seven years, not for me, but the last seven years since we bought in the uh, pre-finals uh, buy, if the top four teams aren't playing each other, only one of those top four teams in the last seven years has lost. And that was Adelaide back in uh, 2016, uh, sorry, 2017, when they lost to West Coast uh, in the last round of the season. But they had top spot tied up. Geelong lost uh, coming into that. Uh, sorry, Geelong won, but didn't have enough percentage in that last round. So they had top spot sewned up. They were playing Geelong uh, the next week. So it was all set and done. So I'm looking for Collingwood to win. I know it's only, uh, what is it, dollar. What is a dollar eighteen? But if you, I'm looking to partner up all four top four teams and give me odds about three dollars something. That's including Melbourne because the stats uh, sort of you know say that the top four teams win. The other angle that I'm looking at, Pez, and I'm going to say this once, and there's a lot of me talking here, so you're just going to have to listen. But it's going to sort of solidify my bet for the rest of it. Over the seven years since we've bought in that that pre-finals buy, there's been sixty-three games. 
40 of those games have gone over. Okay, so over whatever the, the closing score was in the total over-unders. 23 of those games have gone under. Of those 23 games pairs, 18 of those games involved top eight sides and 10 of those have been the top eight sides playing each other. So this round, if there's a top eight side involved, I'm going to be wary. playing each other. Right, but if there's top eight sides playing each other, I'm going to be looking at the under. And if it's going to be anyone else, I'm going to hit the over. So in this game, I've got a, a top side playing a side that's not going to make the eight. So I'm going to go the over pairs. That's what I'm hitting. Uh, I'm just pulling up the market that I had. I had the over in the Essendon game. I've got all my notes here, pairs looking good. I'm going the over 173.5. Pez, as well as that, just so you just so you can get a bit of an idea of how high these go over. In the games that went over, over the last seven years, 15 of them went over 200 points. Pez. So 15 out of 40. 15 out of 40 went over 200 points. And if you think of how many games go over 200 points during the regular season... It's not a high percentage. Yeah, it's not not very much at all. So, uh, yeah, interesting angle. You've gone back through the through the record books there and uh, the pre-finals by. And I haven't looked ahead. Are we having a? Is it a week off next week? Yeah, is that what it is? Spill. We are spilling. We can we can we can still catch up. Yes, we can still uh, we can still have a cheeky beer. Yeah, I'm sure we can find something to bet on. Week off footy, that's, that's not Yeah, bad. I mean, I mean, it's good to so that, that we don't have people tanking and resting in that last round. But as you said, Pez, for, for for approaching the last round of footy where there's a couple of dead rubbers, there's a couple of games where, where it's not going to affect their sides, there's a couple of sides that have quite motivating factors, I'm not going to be touching disposals because we don't know where they're going to be playing. You know, you could have coaches that sit there and go, I don't want to give away too much. Uh, for next week, not that the teams haven't already studied them, but I'm just going to stick with the overs and the unders, and I've got one bet in there for a, for a money line, but otherwise, keeping it really basic. All right, and, uh, so we'll, we will head to a, a game with two teams out of contention, out of the eight, in Hawthorne and Fremantle. Hawthorne and Fremantle. Uh, this will be a, a great game. It should be free-flowing, I'd say. $1.62 favourites are the Hawks after so, some really impressive recent form. 226 outside of the Dockers. Minus 8.5 is the line. Over, under, 169.5. Well, these are the factors you've got to look at in round 24. You look at the ladder and you look at both of the teams. You know, Hawthorne, they're on 28 points. The next position on the ladder that's higher than them is 36 points. So even if they win by 1,000 points, they're not going any higher. You look at Fremantle, if they were to win, they're probably not going to make up the percentage on the Adelaide Crows, so they can't go any higher. Uh, but if they lose and Gold Coast beat North Melbourne, which they're favourites to, Fremantle will get a better pick in the draft as well. So do you look at that? Uh, I really liked Hawthorne earlier in the week because I thought, you know what? They're a young side. I've watched them live a few times this year. And they've really impressed me. Yes, they've dropped off in games and, and they've got belted in a few games as well. And then I thought, all right, if Mitch Lewis comes in, I'm, I'm going to go to Blue Bet and I'm going to uh, chuck it down on the, on the money line for the Hawks. He didn't come in, uh, so I'm going to leave this one alone as well. Uh, a reason being, Michael Walters and Joel Hamlin come back in. Michael Walters has been, you know, not in the side at the start of the season. I think he's still a decent small forward, but he's on the older side. So is this going to be his last game of AFL footy? And is that another reason? Who, who is retiring from Fremantle? Who's retiring from Hawthorne? And who are the, the players going to get up for? It sounds like a silly thing to say, but you're in the rooms pregame. The coach does the speech. Boys, this bloke's last game. You get that little bit of extra energy, that little bit of extra speed on the, on the footy. And it's really hard to tell. I mean, Hawthorne and both these sides are quite young sides. So, you know, they're, they're probably looking ahead. It's a long season. We see a lot of uh, younger teams when they trail out towards the end, they sort of, they die off. And it's quite a long season to run out. They need another preseason under them. But now you're talking about, okay, what is the motivating factor to help get them up there? Realistically, we're, we're trying to stretch for a motivating factor for both these teams. We can talk there about picks potentially. We can talk about retirees and recent form. For, for me, not enough information. Two unpredictable things. You've got Fremantle, who probably has had better form over the last probably month or so when you talk, take away their opposition. They've had a couple of wins in there. Still, their form's not great. Hawthorne have been competitive. Probably a bottom four side, though, still. Um, for me, not enough in it. The team's travelling over here. But you know what I'm doing, Pez? Expect a high-scoring game. So I am Because they're both not in contention. They're both not in contention. So I'm expecting this one to go really big, Pez. So the over-under, surprisingly, is 169.5. So I'm looking at this one. I'll hit the over, uh, obviously, because I've just spoken about it. But I also might look to put a couple of extra ones on there. For over 200, Pez, you can get odds of $6. 
right? Put a little cheeky unit on that. Maybe you can take up the increments at a dollar, you know, 180, 190. You obviously go up like $2, $4, $6. Uh, that's where I'll be looking in that one. Um, waiting to, to do a proper weather check though to see how, how high I go off. So very high scoring. Uh, check the spreadsheet before uh, the game on Saturday yes. and then we'll see uh, where where the source has gone in that one. All right, let's get on to North Melbourne taking on Gold Coast. $4.05 outsiders, the Kangaroos, $1.23 favourites, the Gold Coast. Minus 24.5 is the line, uh, which is really surprising for me considering what is at stake for North Melbourne to lose over under 174.5. pairs. Surely North Melbourne absolutely strategically lose this game because uh, the players, as you said, there's different motivating factors for them. Uh, one of the clever reasons that they probably retired Zebel last week, uh, you know, our thoughts go out to, to Zebel as well, who's you know, recovering in hospital from an absolute dog act, uh, coward. Um, but yeah, surely North Melbourne uh, put the cues in the rack in this and sew up uh, Harley Reid. Yeah, um, and not being there, not knowing what happened with the Jack Zebel incident, you got three blokes in the in the news that, you know, uh, had a bit of a scuffle and sent him to sent him to the hospital, which is not good. You don't want any uh, physical, you know, violence uh, when you when you go out and have a drink, do a bit of celebration, and especially, like especially on his on his last last game, and he's had a stellar career. Yeah, his last game, his first game. If you haven't played AFL, you don't want to see that anyway. Well, you don't want to see that anyway. And, yeah. and Alistair Clarkson come come out during the week and said, "I'm not going to put a curfew on my players. Like my players are going to be able to do." You know, whatever they see fit, whatever they want to do, and it doesn't matter if you're an AFL footballer, uh, famous, or if you're you're more famous and you've got the paparazzi following you, you you should be able to live your life and and do a few things. This, this so shouldn't happen anyway. Very disappointing. I mean, people people have a couple of couple of beers. You just need to be responsible. You know, don't be a hero. Just they would have seen him and they would have known yeah. it's Jack Zebel. Would have been mouth Have a look at this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolute rubbish. But we we leaning in this one, Piers. Um, well, I think it's silly for the whole North Melbourne Footy Club if they win this game. I think there's there's no option in their future. They've already embarrassed themselves over the last what five years at least. Uh, there's losing to Gold Coast in Tasmania isn't going to add any more embarrassment to it. It's like actually going to give some excitement to your fans because you add Harley another to it. another young and bloke that you make a bigger case for the priority. Yeah, that has the potential. Three wooden spoons in a row. That would be a big case for priority. Imagine you got pick. Pick one and two. And there's also talk, and I can't believe there's talk about this, but Ben Mackay signing a massive contract at another club. Uh, and if he signs a big contract and he signs big enough and for long enough, the automatic compensation could be after their first round pick. So if they got pick one and their compensation was <laughs> pick two for Ben Mackay, imagine that because Ben Mackay is not um, up there in some of the best defenders in the league, but just because he's out of contract and Teams are in need. He might get a big payday. So we'll wait and see for that one as well. So North Melbourne, really, really stupid if they win this game. But it's North Melbourne. So they have done stupid things in the past. So we'll see. Yeah, we will, Pez. Uh, I'm hitting the over in this one, over 174.5. The weather is predicted to be quite nice there. And it seems every time we talk about Tassie, the uh, weather is quite nice. And you mentioned earlier about Gold Coast and having their, uh, you know, having quite a, a high pick depending where they finish. I think all you also need to be mindful with the Gold Coast is they've got a whole lot of academy kids coming through. So for them, their first pick doesn't really matter because they're going to have to use those points and basically give up their, their a lot of their um, that first pick anyway to get some of these, um, you know, what are they, academy players. They can only go up one spot. Um, so, but, there, but there's also rumours that possibly Gold Coast is looking to try and trade that pick away for some uh, later in the later in the draft picks to pick up a couple of players and loose ends so they can use those picks uh, to, to build up towards their academy players. Yeah. So, yep. All right, let's get on to the game that you'll probably be lockly, uh, lo- sorry, locked in. You'll be locked in with Pez. Brisbane taking on St Kilda. $1.17 favourites are the Lions. St Kilda outsiders, four eighty five minus twenty nine and a half is the line. Over under, one sixty seven and a half. Yeah, well, where's a white flag? I don't have a white flag around me, but St Kilda... you got the uh, white, uh, white flag of Ben King, uh, Max King, sorry. <laughs> The white flag, Max King, and that's the white flag right there because Max King managed. Uh, and if you're managing Max King, you're not looking for the four points in this game. You're not. You're not too worried about it. Brisbane, uh, it's a must win. Uh, Port Adelaide, if they were to beat Richmond and Brisbane were to lose, they go above them. If Melbourne were to beat Sydney and Brisbane were to lose, they go above them. So Brisbane could must actually win. drop to to fourth. Have to play Collingwood at the MCG, which. They don't want to do. They want two home finals at the Gabba. Oh. They'll go hammer and tong. They'll, they'll try and get this. Uh, the The only thing more certain is uh, the ladies giving a follow to Devin Robinson after last week losing his shirt. Had couple of, couple a couple of long time without a top on. 
couple of thousand followers. Oh, I was listening to um, a podcast earlier, Brisbane one. He's up to 45,000. Yeah. Yeah, he got 11K during the game. 11,000 followers during the game. Unbelievable. Pez, that's a long time without a top on. <laughs> that is a long time. Did you see the guy... Um, the the guy on the side with the new jumper. Yeah. And he had to be like, I'll set up for the GPS. I've got to go get the old one and get the GPS. Just give him the jumper and put the GPS in. Do you know what the best thing was is you, you're watching it. He didn't go, he didn't look once over at that bench with a rig like that. I mean, obviously everyone's made the jokes. Like if you've got a rig like that, why would you put a top on? But I love that not once did he look over there and I'm so locked in. I'm so focused, but he's literally, he's standing on the mark and he is tensing. He is sucking it all and he's you know tensing. What? He probably didn't want to go to the bench because he just got, just got holding the, the, the ball. Hold the ball. Hold the ball. <laughs> holding the, it wasn't. It wasn't holding the man. They held his uh, little cape that he was wearing but, too. That was that was hilarious. Because I was saying when it was hanging off his neck, I was like, he's got to just take it off because he's so easy to tackle if he got the ball. So like, if, you, if you grab the like it's around his neck, if you grab the jersey, is that too high? It can't be. Well, it's only only attached around his neck. Grab the grab the jersey. Uh, the AFL stuff. It, it would it would have been amazing. Just sorry, Pez. How amazing would have been if he'd broken free and he's running out of the ground with this cape flying out the back, shirtless, and then he like kicks the ball. It'd forward be good for the social head. media teams. Wouldn't oh, it? it'd be so good, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, I think Brisbane will win. I will uh, be watching uh, the Saints with interest because uh, when the Saints uh, do eventually maybe lose, they can't go above Carlton, but Sydney and GWS could go above them. And realistically, if you're a St Kilda fan, uh, I wouldn't mind playing fifth versus eighth against Carlton at the MCG in front of about 80,000, 85,000. That'd be nice. Yeah, um, I, I love this game for, for my theory, Pez, with the unders. I think this is an absolute lock. Uh, the under, 167.5, Pez. If you look at it for the season, St Kilda haven't gone over 167 18 times. 18 times this year, their games have gone under that. Plus, you put in the, the stats for uh, top eight side playing each other. And St Kilda, the trend over the last month, I know that they're resting king, but when they play sides that are, that are potentially better than them or, or equal with them, they lock down that game. 167, I love this. Uh, so that's an absolute lock for me, Pez. Uh, two units straight on that one. You don't think it could be free-flowing nah. at the end if nope, Brisbane no, are right. up five goals? No. Nah. All right. No. Nah. Go from there. Even if it is free-flowing, Pez, we're still thinking what, like St Kilda... What, what do you think it's going to be like? Hundred to what? Hundred and sixty? Hundred and seventy? That's still pretty. That's pretty high scoring for both those sides. Brisbane have been quite difficult to score against. So even if Brisbane sort of get out and about, St Kilda aren't scoring that. It'd many. be a hundred. hundred to seventy is like the kind of score you're looking at. Yeah, I think it'll be much lower. I think it'll be about hundred to fifty. Yeah. I, my, my numbers say about hundred fifty. So. That's exactly what I'm hoping for. <laughs> of course, of course, you would be if you're betting on it. Let's, um, let's get on to another dead rubber uh, for for Geelong fans. Anyway, Geelong taking on Western Bulldogs. Two thirty three outsiders are the Cats. A dollar fifty eight favourites. The Dogs minus eight and a half is the line. Over under one sixty five and a half. I had to actually look up some player profiles in this one because there's four players that I've never heard of that are coming into the Geelong lineup. Uh, remember, uh, remember the names. That's the next premiership next year. Yeah, I can't Future. even say some of the names there. That's yeah, interesting. But Menegola comes back in. Is that because he's on the outskirts and he's not been injured the whole time? Oh, just trying to get the uh, trade value up there, Pez. Yeah. <laughs> but listen to these ones. And I'm not going to say Radagalia because um, it was actually better for Geelong that Radagalia went off last week. But I'll say Cl- Brad Close, Jeremy Cameron, Mitch Duncan, Tanner Bruin, Tom Hawkins and Zach Tui. Yeah. There's, there's six of your, your top ten players that are going out of this thing. The Bulldogs, you still have a chance to make... To make it here, you, you bring in a couple of players. Tom Libertore is back from injury, so that'll help them a lot. The only factor is it's down at Alphabet Stadium at night, where Geelong have played really well. But the Bulldogs, a must-win, which last week against West Coast was nearly a must-win. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be on the Bulldogs here. This is where my only bet is. It's it's two units. They sit at a dollar fifty-eight at the moment, but I jumped on this afternoon, as I said, as a dollar seventy-three. So I didn't jump on early in the round because you know I would have tweeted out something, but. $1.73, two units with uh, blue bet. Two units, blue bet, $1.89. Uh, the, moment, <laughs> the, moment, the moment Geelong lost, I put it on. Because it, it's, it's dead. It's absolutely dead. They're, they're dead in the water. They're, they're, they don't win this game. The moment that happens, you saw the body language of them coming off, Pez. I, I locked in the exact same thing. $1.89. Loved it. What do you... What do you the, cats, the Cats were sitting at ninety ninety two. Ridiculous. The season's dead. Season's dead. And Bulldogs still alive. And then the Bulldogs... Uh, Especially when they lost against West Coast, it actually helps out a lot more in this game if you're if you're going to be backing the Bulldogs. So uh, it is a GMHB, but I'd be surprised if Geelong won. That's the only thing that that sort of throws things off. Is the only time that Geelong lose 
I mean, I mean, they're not playing Fremantle, so like they sh- they don't really lose that often at GMHBA Stadium, Alphabet Stadium. They only really lose to Fremantle there. Otherwise, GWS last yeah. three three times on the trot. The dogs, please. That's the only thing. I mean, it, it, it kills me. It's gonna hurt. It's it gonna kills hurt me. You, to, you bet to, on you bet on the dogs against the cats. How can you not? How can you not? though, Pez? The absolute value. It's it's not free money, but it's it's, it's close to one of the bets of the year. And even if it doesn't get up. It is close to. There's, there's one still of the a best. good chance. Still a good chance. At a dollar fifty eight. The still doggies good need to come out absolutely firing. Still good value, and they won't want a slow start after last week. The only good thing about this for Western Bulldog fans is that they lose this game. Is surely that is the end of Bevo? Surely, has to be. Ha- has to be. Surely this week, Bont goes into the rooms and says, "Hey, Bevo." Here's, I mean, I'm not a big coaching guy. Let's try something weird and play everyone in their best fucking position <laughs> rather than experimenting around the ground. You know, how about you just put me in the midfield where, where I'm about to ruin a brown line. Just put me in the midfield, please. I don't know how many <laughs> listeners we've got that go for the Bulldogs, but me as, a, as an outsider, I guess, watching the Bulldogs each week, I love watching Jamari Ugohagen up love forward. Him. I love some of the structures and I love some of the, the midfield where they, they win the footy and they go. The other thing I love about the Bulldogs is Ed Richards and his one-on-one defence as that mid size You're all defender. about him this year. Oh, I love watching Ed Richards play. The thing I don't love is Rory Lobb because I see that guy in a position. Every marking contest that guy is in, he's in a position where he's attacking. Yeah, have you ever seen Rory Lobb, you know, float back, being one of the biggest guys on the footy field, and you know, help his team defend a little bit? No, it's always bloody Tim English, and if not, it's Aaron Norton at the end of a quarter going going back. So, Rory Lobb, I think he might be a little bit of a selfish footballer, or maybe not much up up top there, and a little bit of air air up there because he is so tall. Um, but yeah, Rory Lobb would be really frustrating to watch as a as a Western Bulldogs fan. Very much so. It's it's funny. Like it, it was like maybe two years ago they didn't actually have him, but then they went and went and got him too. Yeah, and he was doing the same thing at Fremantle. I mean, he was. I know he he, he, he kicked he, about yeah. five goals from you know fifty meters out on the boundary to beat the Bulldogs in a game, and I can think that might be the reason why they got him. That's literally what signed his contract, wasn't yeah. it? But yeah, no funny good. that Pez. All no right, let's get on to the next game. Uh, in that game, obviously, I'll be backing the over as well, Pez. I don't mind that one if you're looking for. Pez, you got one. a lot of bets out here. Yeah. I've got one so far, and oh. you've just bet just after bet after bet in. In the form no, of the season. Look, I have the over and unders. I haven't haven't put down all of them, but I'm just telling you about the theory that I'm going through. I did say I was waiting for it. You will check the spreadsheet before uh, the game to see those up there. But well, let's get on to the next one. West Coast taking on Adelaide. Four fifteen outsiders. The West Coast Eagles. Adelaide at dollar twenty two favourites. Minus twenty nine and a half is the line over under one seventy nine and a half. Pez Adelaide will be disappointed after last week. Their finals uh, hopes sort of diminished by an umpire's call. Surely West Coast don't make it two wins in a row no and while I um, start to speak about this can you look up the Coleman medal and just see how much eight, eight ahead? behind eight behind okay so there's your angle if you if you're looking for something here uh, sorry ha- sorry it's, it's, it's yeah eight behind so nine nine it puts him in front before Carlton play yep all right, so we're talking about Tex Walker and Charlie Kerno uh, for the Coleman medal here. And Kerno played really well against the Gold Coast and dragged them over the line last week. So he was able to get a, a bit of a bigger lead. Uh, Adelaide can't make the finals. Uh, AFL incompetence. Will they come into this game going, you know what? We don't give two shits. We're just going to, you know, we're not going to care. It's the final game of the season. We're just going to, you know, have fun, party in Western Australia. Or do they go in all guns blazing, try and win this game by as much as they can, and then go, you know what? If we had a beaten Sydney, this is where we would have finished and, and put more pressure on the AFL. Because I think if Adelaide win here, it, there's more pressure on the review system to get it fixed for the future. So I'll be going for that. Uh, the other angles you got is Luke Shuey, Shannon Hearn uh, come back in for what could be their final games. I think they... One of them or both of them announced their retirements through, uh, during the last month. And then... Um, sure we did. Yeah, and then Adelaide, you know, just... Uh, could be 200 points here. Yeah. 200, 200 point win, you know. Just uh, just stick it to the AFL. I, I think there's a clear angle this, and the bookies have made it really clear. For me, the angle where the most value is, is Tex Walker most goals at $1.84. And the reason I say that's the most goals is he's actually not even got a market on sports bet for any time goal scorer. So he's not even a market. He's a dollar five for two, dollar twenty-three for three. For six or more goals, Pez, he's four dollars. The next closest is six goals. Oscar Allen at thirteen. 
To me, that is a very clear market, and even the Sportsbet, even Sportsbet has labelled that. So a dollar eighty-four for most goals, Tex Water. He only needs eight uh, to, to to tie, nine to lead. We what, saw it a couple of what years book ago. Is that? That's Sportsbet. So jump yeah, all over that. I'm, a, I'm in for a unit on that. Yeah, dollar eighty-four. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that. absolute money for VBs, Pez, uh, and then I've, I've got a unit on that one as well. So yeah, that, that's well, an I'll, that's an easy uh, line for me. I'll take that. That's that's good. It gets me up to two bets for the round. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and in that game, we'll be looking for the over, Pez. As you said, it could be about two hundred points. So that's the over in that one. Sunday, Maham Games. Uh, this is probably the the only dead rubber. The other two potentially are will still be alive, but could be dead rubbers by then as well. So. Port Adelaide taking on Richmond, a dollar thirteen favourites are the Tigers, six dollars five outsiders. Richmond, uh, sorry, I said the dollar thirteen favourites were the Tigers, but it's actually a dollar thirteen favourites for the Power. Yeah, I was going to say minus um, thirty eight and a half is the line over under one seventy nine and a half. Pez, the Power, they surely take care of business and they lock up a top four spot or top a top three. Yeah, they've already potentially two already locked up top four, but they can lock up a, a top three and depending what happens in the Brisbane, Brisbane game, of course, uh, do that. So closer to the game, you've got to check the ladder and what's happening. But Richmond played their final game last season, last year, last year, last season, last week when Jack Rewalt retired and Trent Cotram retired and, and they're not playing this week. They've also managed Dion Prestia. So they're, they're going in with a really young side, going over to Port Adelaide and uh, Port Adelaide should just take this one to the bank and, and win this one at thirteen, No value for me. And I'm disappointed in uh, Jack Rewalt and he started off the day, could kick the first goal of the game last week and he kicked it, I don't know, 10 metres left of the behind post there, Source. And uh yeah, he didn't have a didn't have a good day in front of the sticks. He was one goal three, I think it was, and two two no scores or three no scores, and did not get anywhere near the most goals. Yeah, I was I was expecting a bit more fig jam from uh from Jack Rewalt, especially how he started earlier in his career of uh, that's look what at, I look thought. At me, look at me. He's going back to his Coleman Medal days where but, he was uh, selfish as uh, uh, he has become quite an unself- unselfish. I thought he was going to bring it back. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'm a little bit surprised at that he haven't seen uh, enough vision this week of obviously him coming into it in one of his last games well, is the the little climbing up through the memory <laughs> when he was climbing <laughs> yeah. up through the thing and he saw like, he was injured. He was injured. He pops his head over the. <laughs> Because he wants to check what, the score. One of the greatest, the greatest little that's, clips, and I'm surprised we haven't seen more of it. Yeah, that's that's really good. Oh, I like that clip. Um, and speaking speaking of uh, omissions and people that were, were retired and delisted and shipped off to the Gold Coast, Pez, you didn't didn't mention Damien Hardwick not not uh, t- telling up for Richmond. No, he was there last week for Richmond, but he, while he his new club was actually playing. Yeah. But we know Damien Hardwick is known for what half of the. What are you thought? What are your thoughts? This is happening more and more, Pez. That. that, that Clubs, this is the second year in a row that the club has basically, they've retired mid-season, taken some time off, gone overseas, and then they've come back before the season's finished as an, another coach for another team. It's, it's very smart coach, uh, very smart for the coach uh, because they get to extend their career because you think if a, if a coach stays at a club and they're down the bottom of the ladder and they lose, uh, they finish bottom four, four years in a row, they're... Their resume doesn't look very good anymore. Yeah, they won a premiership here, but seven years later, it's, it's not very good. I just don't like it. I, I just it's it's the way of the future because these career coaches that want to yeah. coach for 20 years, they're not going to do it with one team. This is the way it has to be done. And Hardwick actually gets a, a decent list with academy people coming in, as you as you said. Uh, they Possibly just, uh, Martin been shipped up there as well. Yeah, the just just shave a few, uh, you know, shave a few of the edges off that Gold Coast Suns team. Maybe a few more recruits from Damien Hardwick, and uh, they, they could be yeah, looking looking pretty good. And Richmond, uh, you know, they're they're going to start going down a little bit. We'll see if they can uh, rejuvenate after all these retirees. You'd be spewing if you were a Taranto or a Hopper, wouldn't you? Being sold on the Richmond dream. Premiership three three pre coach, you've invested your future in there. Like if you were tossing up between them and say Collingwood, or another or Melbourne, uh, both of those clubs are still at the top and they've still got their coach there. You'd, you'd be sort of spewing. This is the other thing. Where do you sit on this? Like uh, Damien Hardwick's copped a lot of blame for the Taranto and Hopper deals. Like you've made a seven year deal for these players and then you just you know jump ship. It, surely I know he's got a little bit of a say, but he doesn't have the majority say like that's up to the club and the list managers i guess when when you're looking at um and obviously i've never been in this sort of position but if you if you're being headhunted or you you know you're trying to you're doing tours at clubs part of the package that you're selling is the coach and obviously you sit down with the coach and and that would be heavily involved in your choice there does he have a responsibility of where the contract lies and how many years 
No. Well, do the list managers if, go, if, we're going to offer this guy five years, and then the coach comes and goes, nah, I, I met with him, give him seven. No, but I think it might be the other way. I think that Hopper, for example, or Taranto might say, hey, I want seven years, and after meeting with, with you know, Richmond, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm gelling with, with Hardwick here. Seven years, me and him, like... I think it's more leverage for the players to be able to utilise, but it's, I think it's a bit stiff that you've, you've, you've when you sell to a company and you, you want that job, you expect those pieces to be there within the first 12 months. Like, it's not even 12 months and he's gone. Yeah. Well, I think they knew there was a lot of retirees happening. So Retirees are fine, but not the coach. Like, that's the one thing that you sh- you would expect them to be there. Yeah, the coach is gone, but can they can they rejuvenate that list with those two main midfielders in Taranto and Hopper? It'll be very interesting moving forward to see see what happens. They, they do need to go down the bottom and get a couple Interesting of drafts, to see their overrunner next year. Yeah, yeah, will be. All right, let's get on to the last two games of the round. Sydney taking on Melbourne, $1.79. Uh, Favourites are the Swans at the moment. $2.07 outsiders. At the moment. Melbourne at the moment. Minus 2.5 is the line. Over under 162.5 pairs. I say at the moment because... I think these odds shift dramatically depending on the results and, and what, what teams are playing for. Uh, maybe not dramatically, but I think if Melbourne have something to play for, like a top spot, I think they go into favourite. At the moment, they're outsiders. Yeah, well, they can't. Not for top spot. Top, well, they could for, go top two. Top two, sorry. Um, so if Brisbane were to somehow lose to St Kilda yeah. and Richmond were to beat Port Adelaide, I Melbourne are playing for top two. Yeah. They'll, I mean, they'll I mean if, Essendon, if Essendon beat Collingwood. And Brisbane lose, then they could play for a top spot. But <laughs> you go the other way. If if Brisbane beat St Kilda, Sydney are playing for a home final because they'll jump above. But but I I just think Melbourne have a lot more to play for, and then seeing a home final. What if what if Melbourne don't have a lot to play for? What if Brisbane win and Port Adelaide win, and Melbourne literally can't move? Then I think the odds uh, reflect accordingly. <laughs> and then Sydney <laughs> jump like it's it's just a, a hard one. You can't you can't bet on it now. You can, bet, you can bet the under. <laughs> top eight sides playing each other. We're talking, we're talking <laughs> about the odds of uh, the money line, the head-to-head, and um, you can't do that. Bailey Fritch is going to come back from um, injury this oh, week, which is big big for finals, but Malksham is obviously going to keep his spot. If that's big, for their forward line, big for their forward line. Yeah, massive for their forward line. Uh, you don't want Ben Brown coming back into that side no, anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, one to watch with interest before the start of the game, see how the odds move. Uh, and see some of the other results. Exactly right. Uh, I'll be getting the uh, the under one sixty two and a half in that one once uh, I put my bets down. Carlton, he actually betting or what? I don't know what's happening. Oh, I'm just saying that the, uh, you'll find out in a moment. Right, right? Right. Carlton taking on at GWS dollar sixty nine favorites are the Blues. Two dollars eighteen favorites are sorry outsiders are GWS minus five and a half is the line over under one sixty seven and a half. Pez, this one to me GWS have so much to play for. They need to. Uh, they potentially won't need to do anything. They may have just already made the the, oh, uh, the pussy, final series. Pussycats up. What? Well, if Geelong win, GWS don't have to do a thing. Exactly right. But you I'd, bet I'd, you bet big on the Bulldogs. I didn't say that that's what I was thinking. I just said potentially they don't have to do anything. They may be playing for their finals hopes. Stop bringing in your pussy bias here. And, uh, Mate, I'm backing, the, I'm backing <laughs> the Bulldogs at two units with Bluebed, $1.84. Uh, sorry, $1.89 for them to, to beat my pussycats in the most unsourced thing that I've ever done on the podcast. So so don't don't bring that shit up. Well you're the one you're the one using I your did, words to speak I was about just it. saying <laughs> you bring them <laughs> Tell me how tell me how the blues win this one. Wow, well this I don't know. Because is it That's my point. That was my whole point. It's got, it's dependent on everything else. <laughs> what what happens before it? Do Geelong beat the Bulldogs? <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm a, a two two week old newborn. I am getting into that delirious stage Delicious. right now because I am uh, I'm about to fall asleep. I reckon. Um, and this game is not something to fall asleep over because it could mean absolutely everything. Like Giants having to win to make the finals, and Carlton they might have to win to to stay up, but they might not. So. Carlton in the same position as Melbourne. They might not have to do anything and they stay fifth. They get a home final at the MCG in front of 80 plus thousand. Yeah, well, to me, um, you go the under. Two top eight sides are potentially playing each other. So for me, you're back in the under. Any other any other bets that you want to talk about, Piers? Because that didn't my head in just talking about that. <laughs> and we're not allowed to talk about my pussycats anymore. So it's it's hard when you uh yeah think about you got to think about all those other you factors. You really do. And earlier in the year, source when we're making our bets, 
you don't have to think about those factors as much because it's not as prevalent. Mm-hmm. In the last four rounds, the last month, you, you think about it a little bit, but the last round, you, you have to think about all these different factors and, and retirements and there's just so many extra um, cogs to turn. But that's why we've stayed away from disposals. That's why we're staying. We, we've stopped. We haven't mentioned once about form. That's, that's why we've, we've picked very specific sort of angles that we're going for and that's what we're targeting. Yeah, so what else have you got? Oh, I've got something. Uh, Cheeky. It's a good one, Pez. So it's a nine-leg multi. Odds of $293. Horrible. That's great odds. I've gone the under in the Brisbane game, the under in the Sydney game, the under in the Carlton game, and then the over in all the other games. It gives me great odds. Put one unit on that one, Pez. Just gives you a little lazy seven grand. Love it. Hate it. I'm trying to find around is if there's a uh, I'm trying to find one of those markets is like if you've got like four legs and one fails you're, across different things. But uh, so I've got you're in s- profit so much that you just just gonna throw a unit on that. It's like the reverse casino. You need it with them. You get the you've waited till the end of the year to do your cheeky, and this is your cheeky for the for the whole season. Cheeky, <laughs> gonna put me well above you, Pez, when it wins. <laughs> Mate, if I get if I get this up. Yeah, good luck. You can you can tell I, that you I can you comes, can tell exactly the reason we're having a bit of fun with this one, Piers, because as we've said, and we're going to say it again and again and again. Can't read too much into that last round because there's too many other factors at play. Look for our spreadsheet to see exactly where those bets are, but you can't be looking at things that have been working all season. You've you've got to find other angles in the last round. Yeah, well, I've only got two: the Bulldogs and the the Taylor Walker most goals. And I gave you one. So that's, yeah, that's the only be- only bets I've got. I was coming in with one bet. Tonight, which you're, is uh, you're welcome, unheard of. But you can, you can have some of this, uh, have some of these winnings. When no, I'm not, I'm not contributing any money to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where well, can everyone find us, Piers? Oh, well, you find us here at my house on my dining table. Um, I don't give away the trades of the the show. This is the studio. Yeah, yeah, the the studio. <laughs> you can find me at the studio, but yeah, I need to, I need to get to bed. Then he might be due for a feed. We'll um. How is, we'll the, how is the little man going? You had a lot of uh, the fans say congratulations over, over Twitter yeah, and um, private messages. How's the little man going? He currently <laughs> holds something that most St Kilda supporters don't. He's unbeaten. Has undefeated. He's uh, has undefeated. Not, has not lost in his lifetime. Undefeated has not lost a game. It's two, two in, from two. In his lifetime, yep. Wow. Yep. Jeez. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't get him to follow St Kilda. <laughs> Well, what? I'll give choose a different team this week. If he chooses this week, well, then he's just as St Kilda. He'll always be happy as a St Kilda supporter, an unbeaten record. Rather, well, rather have you know two weeks of satisfaction rather than the rest of his loss and disappointment. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. How about Saints beat Brisbane, win the first final, win hey, the second final, win the third? Mate, if you final, were to, win if you the Premiership, your your little man, Ooh. he uh, you'd be changing his name, wouldn't you? To what? I don't know. <laughs> St Kilda <laughs> If we win the premiership I'll do that You heard it here first <laughs> I, I don't know if his missus Will be happy with I'm that peace out. <laughs> I'm still sore We'll catch up next time no!